Hey everybody, our next episode will play in about 35 seconds, but gotta pay the bills. Listen to this ad coming up. This is how we get paid. I really, really, really am excited uh, about about this recording. Really excited. It's 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 interesting. I, I really had this this thought recently. I kind of been putting a lot of things together uh, in in my mind. The way our transit networks, the way um, you know ride share, the way bike share, the way scooter share, the way everything is kind of moving. And I was I was kind of having a conversation with somebody I I really respect uh, very much recently, and I was saying that. It's interesting, you know, Uber just reported they just took this massive quarterly loss. Like, it was hundreds of millions of dollars. It's unbelievable. Uber, you know, everyone thinks Uber. I mean, you think rideshare, like Uber has so much of the market, right? And yet they are hemorrhaging money. So why do they have so much investor capital for a company that is absolutely hemorrhaging money? It's because the people that are investing in Uber see a tremendous long-term cultural shift precipitated by the use of rideshare, or ride-hailing, I should say. Here's my guess at where things are going to go in the next 10, 15 years. And people who are kind of the, the companies that are feeding into sharing culture, uh, uh, um, you know, Uber and Lyft, obviously, uh, bike share companies, Bird, Lime, <clears throat> what they're trying to do is invest an unbelievable amount of venture capital into making people comfortable with shared mobility. When you think about it, it really is perfect. So what was the most convenient way, I don't know, in the 1970s? What was the most convenient way to move about this country? It was the car, right? 1980s, it was the car. 1990s, it was the car. This country is built around owning a car. Okay, so, you know, we subsidize the country, subsidize unbelievable highway and road construction, right, to, to facilitate uh, the car and to make it the dominant mode of transportation. And until recently, that was the most convenient way to move about. Well, the, the, the big, I believe that the big precipitator of this cultural shift towards an appreciation for shared transportation, once again, whether it be public transit or ride hailing, um, you know, I truly believe one of the biggest factors is the cell phone, is mobile technology. Because now we, we love to be connected at all times. We love to be interacting at all times. We love to be on social networks or being productive at all times. But when we're driving our car, we obviously can't be productive. We can't be on our, our phones. We can't be on Facebook. We can't be creating content. 
Our cars have become that one time where we can't engage uh, the, the internet. We can't engage social media. We can't be productive individuals. So the car experience, driving experience, which was the most convenient thing, still is, if you can afford it, if you have the means, if you are privileged, that now is slightly less appealing because you have to put your phone down. Hopefully you do. So younger people in it with, with the desire to stay connected with their technology while moving about want to be driven. They want to ride public transportation. They want to take Uber. They still, for those few more minutes to work or half an hour to work or hour to whatever your commute is, they still want to be connected to their devices. And that's what I believe is, is kind of changing this narrative around the desire for shared transportation or at least transportation that doesn't allow you to be active and thus put aside your digital technology. So enter Uber and Lyft, Uber specifically, let's say. <clears throat> Uber sees a trend happening here and it also sees technology on the horizon. So Uber has, in a sense, think of it this way, they have invested gajillions of dollars. I don't know exactly how much Uber has lost. Um, they're not, a, it's, the, this company's not profitable. It's all venture capital. It's all run by venture capital, right? Uber, Uber has lost an unbelievable amount of money. But what they've done is they've changed us, they've changed the way we move about our cities, our communities, right? They've gotten us comfortable with the idea that we don't have to use our own car uh, uh, everywhere. They've, they've made us comfortable with the fact that, hey, if I'm just going out for some drinks and I don't have, want to have to worry about, uh, you, know, uh, dr <laughs> you know, how much I drink so I can just drive home and, and not worry, um, you know, I, I'm going to ride. I'm going to ride instead. I'm going to make the safer choice, right? Make more responsible choice. That's great. Uh, you know, I want to go to the city, but I don't want to park. Take an Uber. I want to get to the air from the airport to where I need to go, but I don't want to wait for a bus. Take an Uber. There's a million reasons you might take an Uber. And Uber has successfully created a culture in which we kind of accept this sharing model, this transit sharing, transportation sharing model. They've gotten us comfortable with this. But this model is not going to be this way forever. Even now, um, rideshare companies are experience, uh, experimenting with, uh, with car share, like actual car share. Like you walk up to a car in a city like the way you'd walk up to a, to a bike share bike and open it with your app and get in and go. Actually, Zipcar uh, has this model already. But I think Uber and Lyft are ready to jump into this and make this a thing. So you'll get in a small car or whatever size car you need. You, you look, see where the, the, the closest one you need. You'll get it and you'll go. You'll drive. Simple as that, right? And this will take that next step to people saying, oh, maybe I won't buy a car. Maybe I'll just use this, especially in big cities. Why would you buy a car if you can use one whenever you want? You can just walk up to one and open it. The pricing is right, then, you know, what the hell? Pretty awesome. 
But that's still, I think, not going to make Uber and Lyft money. That's still not going to do it. Uber and Lyft probably won't money, make money until the autonomous vehicle comes out. And obviously that's hit some roadblocks in the last you know, few years. But it's coming. It is coming. It will be here. And I've said in the past, I've been very critical of, of the idea that this is just a, a given, a foregone conclusion that we're going to go to autonomous vehicles. I've been critical of that. But you know what? I, I might have been partially wrong because I think what's happening is Uber and Lyft are changing people's minds about shared transportation. It's that bridge between maybe you don't take the bus, but maybe you don't own a car. I'm going to go this halfway, say I don't own a car, but it's kind of like I own a car because I still have private transport. I still, you know, eventually when we have autonomous vehicles, I'm going to have a call for a car. It's going to roll up. I'm going to get in. The thing's going to drive me where I want to go. How awesome is that, right? You have the best of both worlds. You don't own a car, but you have a private service. You have a private ride. You, you're, you're, you're on your own. I'm not saying that's the best way or most efficient way. I'm just saying that's, that's, that's going to be what it's going to be, probably. <laughs> that's what it's going to look like, right? At that point, Uber and Lyft will be able to do something that right now the car companies have only been able to do, and that is when that need or desire for that service becomes so heightened, becomes so hyper that, that we as a nation are begging for that technology to be rolled out so that we can live that way, so that we can still be productive, but still have private transportation, but still have, uh, still be able to text and uh, work and, and, and you know, be on social media and create content or whatever you want to do while you're getting to where you're going, while still having that private experience in, in your own little shared car. If, if, if Uber and Lyft can own that experience... That's where they're going to make money because we will pay any amount of money for that. We will stop buying cars at that point. It's going to be really interesting to see how the car companies evolve based on this fact. I know the car, car companies are doing a tremendous amount of research into autonomous vehicles. And you know what? They better because car companies are going to need to create relationships with Uber and Lyft or whatever the next generation of Uber and Lyft is, or the, that incarnation of Uber and Lyft, I should say, is, because that's, that's where the money's going to be. And Uber and Lyft better make sure that when they get there, when we get to that point where that technology comes around and becomes viable, that they basically own that shit. <laughs> forgive, forgive the language. The problem is we are going to become so dependent on that, on this shared form of private transportation, that we will pay any amount of our paycheck for it. And we have to think about that. Is that construct, is that model really better than what we have today? I don't know that it will be that much more efficient. We'll see. It's going to be interesting. But when you think about the investment that Uber and Lyft and, and, and ride-hailing companies 
are making right now with regard to the losses that they're taking, that's the ultimate goal is that someday they will own our desire to get to where we're going without owning a car, but still having a private experience and still having private transportation, not having to ride with someone else. In 10, 15 years, when that technology really becomes a a, a viable reality, we will be screaming for that and we will pay any amount of money for that experience. That will be the thing that will... Uh, lead to us, you know, that will lead us to a to a, a desire, greater desire to stop buying cars and start just exclusively using, uh, uh, you know, autonomous vehicles. And Uber and Lyft will control that market and be able to charge us whatever they want because we will beg for it. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this uh, on this subject. Is really, really interesting. The only reason Uber and Lyft could possibly be losing the money, the amount of money that they are now, and, and, and continue moving forward is investors know that eventually they are going to own the market and, and, and own our desire to move about in a shared and yet private way uh, around, our, around our cities and around our country. Let me know what you think. Thanks so much for listening, guys. Take care. Bye-bye.